Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. At first read, you might think this story happened deep in the heart of Florida, but in fact, it might very well prove that the Florida of Europe is in fact Ireland. 39-year-old Dennis Ward initially told police he had no recollection of the events that transpired in the nightclub a few weeks ago. But when officers showed him the surveillance video, he probably went, Oh, yeah. The victim in the alleged assault required surgery to repair a deviated septum and broken nose later. Ward then pled guilty to assault, paying a fine, having to do community service, and then making restitution to the victim. And that leaves the headline to read like this. Man avoids jail for headbutting another while dressed as Superman in an argument over the Bible. <laughs> I didn't know that Superman was such a biblical scholar, Cliff. I didn't, didn't that he would I, even care. I didn't either. <laughs> the most popular candy, supposedly, in the state of Indiana. Mm. Dum-dums. Who in the world <laughs> eats dum-dums? I have no idea. I know several. but I, I have... know, Yeah, I know several dum-dums. You don't really ever see people eating those things, though. You don't even see kids eating those. So let's find the real, the real great candy bar. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the real dum-dums. Well, we, we... I think we all know who those are. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> Earlier this morning, Cliff, remember me mentioning the new contest? Yes. Yes. I do nothing about this. I know. This idea came to me this morning on the okay. way into work. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You you need a hobby to, while you're driving. You know, Cliff, I, occupy. I think yeah. my best ideas come at 3.30 in the morning in the dark, riding in an unsafe car. I really believe that. <laughs> I really think that's true. Well, Cliff, here's my idea for the contest. Okay. And because of the pandemic, I would much rather our wonderful listeners be able to come into our studio and do this. But since of the pandemic, yeah. we're going to have to have you mail things in. So you'll need okay. to know our yeah. address. It's W-R-A-Y. 1900 yeah. West Broadway. That's very important. 1900 West Broadway. Princeton okay. 47670. If you missed that, yes. you can Google all that. Right. Here's where we're getting to it, Cliff. We're going okay. to uh, put it out on the line. We're looking for you to tell us your favorite DJ here at Country 981. Oh, really? We're going to have really? a little contest here, Cliff. Okay. We're looking for your favorite DJ. Don't let anybody else influence you. It's what you think. And what you'll do is yeah. you'll use an ink pen or a Sharpie, and you'll write the name of that DJ on yeah. the back of a $20 bill, and you'll send it into that address I gave you earlier. Now, once we get all of this done and the contest is ended, or ended, yeah. we will mm -hmm. tell you as we calculate up the uh, votes for the favorite DJ here at Country 98.1. What do you think, Cliff? Um, huh? What happens to entries that are not written on the back of a $20 bill? Well, we'll put them in a special little pool off to the side. <laughs> and so basically it costs $20 to enter. you got to have okay. a little skin in the game, Cliff. Uh, well, what's the prize? I mean, it... The prize <laughs> is you get to pick the favorite DJ of your <laughs> choice at Country 98.1. So, so basically... 
You're just asking for people to give you a $20 donation. Well, if you want to look at it like that in a <laughs> I mean, pessimistic view, yes. Just, that's what it looks like to me. Well, it might it look that way, but I'm actually looking for your favorite <laughs> DJ. If you really wanted to know people's favorite DJ, the uh, votes printed on a plain piece of paper would also be acceptable. They'd not be put off in a special place, i.e. the trash can. I think on the back of a $20 bill would be a lot more appropriate, Cliff. Nobody's going to throw that away. If you'll do that, you can yeah. start doing it today. You can get it mailed out today, Cliff, yeah. if you wish. It's all entirely up to you. No pressure. We'd in the world of leading-edge technology, inventors always looking for that one thing that can be the be-all, end-all answer to every question, kind of like the holy grail of the engineering world. It's even better when you can get some part of the government behind what experiment or new tech you're working on like it's happening right now in the country of India. A sub-agency of that country's Department of Agriculture is funding scientists and promoting products they're coming up with and promoting them like only politicians can. That agency, which has a name I won't try to pronounce, started a nationwide campaign promoting the extensive use of products made from this specific raw material. Those products have come at the hands of engineers and developers who've had specific training the morning roadshow department of just in time for breakfast because this raw material available in abundance in Indian and India and many other countries of the world is cow dung. In fact, the chairman of the agency announced last week that researchers are ready to release a product made to go in your cell phone that will reduce the radiation the device emits, which by the way, has long been a topic of controversy. And yes, it's an electronic chip made out of cow chips. Then the agency head went a step further and claimed that there are other products ready to hit the market soon that will prevent disease and other ailments, all made from cow poop. A statement many are now saying is total BS. <laughs> You're proud of yourself, aren't you, Cliff? Huh? Aren't you? This story, Cliff, reminds me a lot of my cousin Richard from Tennessee. Okay. The story is basically they've done the research and they say that yeah. kids who are fearless at the age of three, mm -hmm. or my, more likely to grow up to be criminals. Now, I wouldn't call my cousin Richard a criminal, but he's borderline, okay? He's like, he's teetering right there. I mean, He's you know, teetering right on the edge of criminality. He's, yes, he's right on the edge there of it. Yeah. And I remember the first time he ever came to our house when I was a kid. He came up to visit with his parents. He's about my age. He's a year older. Okay. My mom had a cookie jar she just absolutely loved, and it was shaped like a chicken. You took off the back of the chicken, oh, and that's yeah. where the cookies oh, were. Yeah. And the first time he saw that, it was on the kitchen table. Yeah. And he looked at my mom, and he goes, Aunt Ruth, that's a very nice-looking cookie jar you got there. Be mm -hmm. a real shame if anything, you know, should happen to it while I'm here. <laughs> and my mom took the jar and put it on top of the refrigerator. <laughs> that's what happened cliff and so he was like five or six whenever that happened so i think he's on the borderline of being fearless at that age don't you think well and you see when you said fearless as a child i thought you meant you know like i don't know climb on the roof and try to jump in a swimming pool or something like that i thought you meant that kind of fearless i didn't think you meant like i don't know junior thug fearless <laughs> well, yeah, well, i know cliff i've heard it i'm sure most of our wonderful 11 listeners have heard it too What's that? That old theory that uh, couples that have been together for a long, long time, they start to look like each other as time passes on. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I always thought that was bull. 
Oh, you did, huh? I always thought that was. I never could see that. I mean, I'd see older couples around town where I grew up and think, they look nothing <laughs> yeah. alike. They act nothing alike. They look nothing alike. And okay. now the research is in from Stanford University, and it says that is absolutely the fact. You do not start looking like each other at all. Oh, you don't, huh? No. That's, but, a, that's a fallacy. A fallacy. But they did find this I thought was interesting. Yeah. Couples do look alike from the very beginning of the relationship. Oh, really? Their theory here is mm-hmm. that we're just drawn to people who have similar features like we have. You know, because we're all really deeply vain when it all is said and done. And that explains a lot, Cliff, right there. If you're drawn to somebody who has the same features as you, do you know how tough it is to find a gray-haired, balding woman <laughs> That's a toughie right there. You don't see that combination very often, correct? Hardly ever. Hardly ever. Hardly ever. If you could find a (laughs) gray-haired, balding woman with this face that I have, that's... Would she have to shave as well? Well, well, of course she would. You (laughs) can't have me walking around with a beard. So statistically speaking, the chance of you ever getting up with someone is, uh, well, none. Cliff... Yes. Could you give out the anytime line phone number again? I want to make sure that the (laughs) hatred for my new contest idea continues so I can read all the hatred there. So the anytime line, 812-682-0520. You can call that number and leave a voice message anytime about any topic, like, say, Weed's new contest. Yes. (laughs) Which was basically a ploy to get people to send him $20 bills. Shh. <laughs> oh, so you admit it. Shh. <laughs> I'm trying to find the favorite DJ at Country 98.1, Cliff. But the only way to vote is with the name written on the back of a $20 bill. Well, the old to you. Every, every voting contest, Cliff, has rules and regulations you have to go by. <laughs> is that not true? You just can't willy-nilly slap down who you're going to vote for, Right. Well, no. I mean, even the candy contest has some rules. You can only vote once. Um, but you can do that online. You don't have to send $20 in. Some some voting is different than others. And, and, and the prize, by the way, in your contest and the prize in the candy contest is the same. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Thus, we have three folks that have now entered the candy contest. <laughs> I'm thinking, Cliff, my new contest idea is going to be a wash. <laughs> well, no one wants to send you $20. <laughs> you need to think of it differently. It's You're okay. voting for your favorite DJ, right. and this is the a, way you do that. On a $20 bill. First off, you're, you're asking people to commit a federal offense, defacing U.S. currency <laughs> with a Sharpie, and then mailing it to you. Just so saying. <laughs> Maybe that's the obstacles, Cliff. If it wasn't for this pandemic, I would just have you drive by and just hand off a $20 bill. They'd still have to write the... Well, you could just write on the currency. You could just tell me who your DJ is, and I'll mark it down for you. <laughs> but it, but with a twenty dollar bill of in your hand. Of course, I would. Yes, which has to pass over to your hand. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> We'd hear something you probably didn't know about the automotive industry in the country of China. Many of the models available for sale to Chinese citizens are merely 
replicas, stolen designs, or just blatant knockoffs from automakers of the rest of the world. And that's why you'll find in showrooms around the country of China the Photon Big General G9, something that looks alarmingly similar to a Ford F-150, except it's more of a mid-sized truck. And then there's a Landwin X7 that's virtually identical to a Land Rover, so much so that Land Rover sued. And if you're 50 paces away from a vehicle called the Body Wagon, well, you can't really tell it's not a Mercedes $130,000 G-Wagon. But get behind the wheel and there's no doubt because the knockoff has a puny four-cylinder, not the twin-turbo V8 that packs 577 horsepower. And there's also a car maker in China that makes a replica of what's sold in the U.S. as the Hummer or Humvee in military configuration. No word on how its power, go-anywhere capabilities, or reliability compares, though, to the real thing. But it definitely has a cooler name, as in China, that car is known as the Big Dong. Can you imagine what it must feel like to roll up to a party in a Big Dong? Or perhaps be vacuuming it out of the car wash when some dude pulls in and says, Hey, that's a nice Big Dong you've got there. I'd like to have one, too. (laughs) wonder how much they are. I don't know. Can you drive them over here, Cliff? No. I don't know if you can or not. Probably there's some safety requirements that aren't met. And EPA requirements probably aren't met either. Yeah, that's also true. I had no idea that was going on over there. I don't know what the word is. Controversy amongst some of our wonderful listeners. A couple of them starting to get into it a little bit. Um, Really? Got a phone message on our Anytime line. We've got a listener that's not very happy with the way another listener is being treated. Okay. Here we go. Morning, Weedon Cliff. Nick from Montwell checking in. Hey, I got a question to ask you. I'm deeply hurt. Oh, grumpy calls in and because he wears a kilt, he gets to be classified as one of your 11 listeners. I've been calling in for years begging, and I can't even get that kind of acknowledgement. If I'd have known all it took was to wear a kilt, I'd have quit wearing my thong years ago. Okay. (laughs) Did you notice the little beeped out part? I did, yeah. There was some foul language there when he called in Grumpy Mick, and it went downhill after that. (sighs) And I'm trying to picture, foolishly, Nick in a kilt. Really? Why would you do that? I, I, halfway into my image making, I thought, why are you doing this? Stop, stop. stop. Undo, undo, undo. <laughs> go back, go back. Well, it's either that or a thong. Also, a bad thing. <laughs> no. Well, we don't want to make Nick mad or anything, but, you know, as well as I do, oh, Cliff. because he'll unleash his tearaway thong on us. Well, and there's no way, no matter what, he's ever going to be one of the 11 listeners. A couple of things, Cliff, real quickly I wanted to get out. Okay. First of all, a big thank you to Ralph and his wife, Carol. You know, Ralph, the truck driver. Yes. They stopped by, and uh, mostly big thanks to Carol, because she's the one that cooked the uh, made-from-scratch oatmeal cake (laughs) that she brought in this morning. I thought, wasn't he going to have surgery? He's on his way to have it done. This is the eye-popping day for Ralph. That's that's where they they were going to take his eyeball out, inspect it. And then put it back in. Yeah, that's the, well, fingers crossed, that's the game plan. And I wanted to thank both of those, but especially Carol for taking the time to do that. It said, she said it only took her two and a half hours to make this cake. I haven't had one of these in years. Mm. My mom used to make it. I looked at it, Cliff, 
it yeah. looks spot on like my mom used to make. So I'm excited well, about okay. that. Cool. And the other thing is yeah. a birthday wish going out this morning to Jack and Denise Kramer. You know, they own Kramer's Auto Care on the south side of town here in Princeton. Both Jack and his wife are having birthdays today. And I know a lot of folks were thinking, wow, that's really smart to marry somebody who yeah. has a birthday on your day that your birthday is. I'm not yeah. so sure that's a smart idea, Cliff. I'm not so sure. I don't know if I would do that or not. That could be a that could be a game changer for me in a relationship, think, Cliff, if she had the so? same birthday. Yeah. Well, a lot of people will say, you know, you can't possibly forget her birthday if it's the same as your day. But I'm thinking that's a lot of pressure that I would put on myself. What if I did forget her birthday? <laughs> You know, every year my birthday would roll yeah. around, I would have to be scared that I'm forgetting something. And there's no excuse, Cliff. How could you talk yourself out of that, that you forgot her birthday? Because <laughs> you would have also forgotten your own birthday. But you remembered your birthday. <laughs> you couldn't remember it was my birthday. There's no getting back from that, is there, Cliff? No, not at all. That's a, uh, that's a whole night argument right there. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. Being older than 52 is definitely nothing to laugh about because that's the age when we start becoming grumpy. <laughs> what what year was it? 52. Once you're over 52, okay. you start getting grumpy. They did a poll cliff. Of, okay, I was going to say, is there some kind of a survey or something came up with that? They did a poll, and they found that if you're 50, you over, you laughed far less than your younger counterparts, and surprisingly, you complain a lot more than them, too. <laughs> now, I found this interesting. Infants you know. laugh up to 300 times a day. Really? Yes. Infants. Okay. And uh, teenagers laugh about six times a day. Wow. And if you're over 60, you only laugh two and a half times per day. They also found, Cliff, that men yeah. were grumpier than women, but we all knew that before the poll was even taken. Well, that's true. So I wonder, Cliff, yeah. how many laughs do you think we average on this program on, this on program? a daily basis? I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends upon who's listening, and that would be a highly subjective uh, you know, consideration. I guess my thought is... Uh, it sounds like one way to stay younger is to keep laughing. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. So my thought would be if we could get more people to listen to us and laugh, whether we're funny or not, they'll never get old. It's like we're the fountain of humor youth or something. Fountain of youth for humor. I don't know. <laughs> it's not a bad idea, Cliff. It's just a thought. This could be like a marketing thing for us. Whether we're funny or not, listen. You know, or we could really try to be funny. We could. You know, that's going to be a lot of work. Well, that, that is true. I mean, I'm just saying. We could hire somebody to come in here and be yeah. funny for us. Like a clown? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have experiences with clowns. Yeah, we do. It wasn't pleasant, though. <laughs> well, all of this you can take straight to the bank. Cliff, was there anything said today? Phrases of the day, start with number three. That's a nice big dong you got there. <laughs>
It's an odd name for a car, I'm telling you. It is an odd name. It's, but in China, I suppose it works. I guess yeah. it does. Number two, made from cow dung. <laughs> Mm. It's almost like I picked that story on purpose. I now, think you it? did pick that on purpose, yes. <laughs> the number one morning rock show phrase for today. We could hire someone to come in here and be funny for us. <laughs> you know, that reminds me, Cliff. I don't know if you saw yeah. the text message. What's that? It doesn't say who it is. They just said, I've been listening to you two for three years. I'm yeah. 39 now. And I think the laughter stopped when I was 36. I think that's a shot at us, Cliff. <laughs> oh, that's... That's rather brutal. I think it is, too. <laughs> if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.